What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. All right, guys, so I'm going to start with New York today. Um, so Andy Cohen was recently on and everything, uh, he was on Everything Iconic uh, with Danny Pellegrino, and he was confirming that Heather Thompson is returning to Real Housewives of New York for season 13. Um, so the confirmation was from him, and uh, yes, here is the quote. You will be seeing Heather next season. At this point, Heather has known these women for eight, nine years. She speaks their language. She's not afraid to stand up to them. She knows them, so there is a great benefit in bringing legacy cast members back. Um, I 100% agree with this. I think bringing legacy cast members back is a crucial part um, in keeping this show alive because, honestly, at this point... Um, they're kind of going down with the ratings a little bit. I feel like they probably need something to pick it up. And I think, um, losing Bethany was, I think, very hard on the show, despite what some want to say. I think, I think it did a lot, um, to, uh, the integrity of the show. Um, and, uh, you know, Ramona and Sonia, their, their storylines are kind of played out. I, I personally feel like Luann is on the up, so that's good. And then, um, you know, obviously the rest of the women are new. So um, moving forward, it would be great to see some legacy cast members back. Um, Heather Thompson also was on, um, he, she did an interview with um, Hollywood Life on an episode of TV Talk. Um, and she teased her season 13 return and then also told us whether she is full-time or just a friend. And um, this is what she had to say. She said, I really like dropping in on the show. Since I left, I've been back. I left after season seven, but I never really left. I always like to touch base with the ladies, and now there's all this intrigue about my big return. Uh, but she did confirm that she will not be returning full time. Um, she said, no, I really can't. I wish I could on one level, but on another level, I've got a lot going on, which is great. I've got two teenagers. I've got two new businesses that I've started. And listen, Housewives is a lot of work. I know it looks and it is. We get followed around and we show off our lives, but really Housewives is, especially in New York with some of the OGs, it's slapstick. It's comedy. I know it gets dark and toxic. Um, I don't love that part of it. I love to talk about real issues and real important things. And as long as I can lend to that on the show, then I'll always come back. Um, so I think this kind of hinted at, um, why she kind of left in the first place. Um, uh, maybe just, it was too toxic for her or whatever. Um, but I personally liked seeing her. She was one of those, um, housewives where she had to kind of grow on me a little bit. I didn't know how I felt about her in the beginning. And then as the seasons went on, I was like, ah, oh, I really like Heather. Um, and so, um, yeah, I was, I'm rooting for her. I think she, uh, she would be a great, great addition on the show. Um, and, uh, it would be nice to see her as full time, but I, you know, uh, I don't know what the casting is looking like so far other than, um, one new member so far. Alrighty. So moving on from New York, that was all I have. I do have, um, also I pulled a little bit of info from Potomac from you guys, um, with the same, um, uh, same interview with Danny Pellegrino um, that Andy was doing. Um, Andy was talking about the Real Housewives of Potomac season five reunion, um, which um, I don't know if you guys follow me on my Instagram. You can see I posted in my story today. It was filmed today and it was filmed in person, uh, which is great because I personally just don't like the Zoom interview, the Zoom reunions. I think they're 
terrible. I don't I, I don't think they are good. And um, it was kind of a bummer that the Beverly Hills one was a Zoom just because of all the drama that was going on this season. But I understand giving circumstances what they are in the pandemic. I understand they're trying to keep everybody safe. Um, but yes, I was hoping for an in-person one for Potomac and we, we did get that. So anyways, this is what Andy had to say. Um, and again, this was uh, earlier in the week. So now we know that it is, it is in person. Um, so Andy said, uh, the Potomac reunion is happening pretty soon. And I think at this moment, it looks like it's going to be in person. There was a hiccup a couple of days ago where maybe it wasn't, but I'm hopeful that it will be in person. I do not aspire to do more Zoom reunions. Um, and, uh, uh, so I'm sorry. Andy also went on to talk about season six and saying that this is really interesting guys. He does not believe in any changes will be made to the cast. Um, he said, no, I don't think the Real Housewives of Potomac cast will change. I think that's one of the reasons why Potomac is so great. So I don't know how to feel about this guys, because personally for me, I think either Candace or Monique needs to go because I just think it's not working anymore. Plus, they kept Monique out of the group trip, which again is usually a big no-no, but in circumstances being what they are, I really don't know what's going to happen. This could all be just for TV, but this seemed like a really, really real fight, especially with all of Monique's Instagram live videos she was doing. Um, So I don't know how to feel about this because I feel almost like um, there needs to be a change, but, um, but then again, I, I don't, I wouldn't be disappointed if there wasn't, I just, um, it's interesting because of this huge physical altercation, it was kind of like, um, uh, that fight that happened seasons back with Portia and Kenya on Atlanta, you know, there was changes that were made. And so, um, yeah, I was kind of expecting that. I was not expecting Andy to say that, but, uh, let's see what happens at the reunion and then we'll go from there guys. All right, so real quick for Beverly Hills, I do have a little bit of an update in the Erica Jane, um, or I'm sorry, Erica Girardi and Tom Girardi divorce. Um, so Erica is actually requesting spousal support and to have her lawyer fees paid as part of the divorce settlement. Um, also in the filing, Erica has requested that Tom pay her spousal support and her attorney fees as she confirms she is in the dark about her estranged husband's assets and debts. Um, and then the, the, I, this is a quote that says the true nature and extent of the party's separate property and debts is unknown to the petitioner at this time. So the documents, that's what the documents were explaining. Um, wow. Can you believe that guys? This is just crazy to me because first of all, I had no idea that there was even a hiccup going on in their marriage. Um, she's obviously kept a very tight, tight knit on that. Um, but now she's requesting spouse support and, um, yeah, this is just so interesting because, um, I have a feeling that Tom is just involved in something really strange, um, something that maybe she's not allowed to say. Uh, I really don't know. I guess we'll just kind of wait for more information to come out. Um, most of you guys have been telling me that this, um, uh, in f- actually, in fact, I was talking to my aunt the other day and she was just like, oh, come on, there's no way they were going to stay married. You know, he's much older than her. And I was like, yeah, I know, but it's just like they've been married for 21 years and it's like, I feel like it's not, it wasn't just the age thing, you know, I don't know. I'm in my opinion, I just was, I did not see this coming at all. So, um, anyways, uh, I guess we'll just have to see moving forward what information comes out. All right, guys. So moving on to Orange County, um, a feud, um, has erupted between Kelly and Bronwyn. 
uh, on social media. <laughs> it keeps going back and forth. I kind of talked about it um, yesterday in my um, uh, Orange kind of reaction, how it was kind of starting. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how this started originally, but um, Kelly was um, Kelly has now uh, slammed Bronwyn because Bronwyn say um, uh, because I guess Kelly. Let me start over. <laughs> Kelly is slamming Bronwyn for traveling often without her children recently, and then leaving them to spend considerable time with the nannies, is what she had said. So um, I do have a post from her on Instagram. I'm not sure if she's just commenting on one of her posts or whatever. But it's kind of nasty. So um, here it is. Kelly said, this is so wrong. Hypocrisy at its highest level. I never abandoned my daughter during COVID. She was with her grandmother and father when I was stuck in NYC. Bronwyn, on the other hand, traveled to Puerto Rico, Aspen, Salt Lake City, and elsewhere without her kids who spent, who spent and continue to spend considerable time with nannies, not their mom. I have one child, to, I have one child teenager. She has seven, including four aged two through six. Oh, sorry. She has seven, including four aged two through six. There's so much more. I can't, can't wait to say at the reunion. So stay tuned. Poor Bronwyn will be eaten alive. <laughs> uh, God, Kelly is like so outspoken. Um, I do have to say that, um, there's nothing really that Bronwyn could come back and say with that because she did on the show say that her own kid was like coming to the nanny for things and not going to Bronwyn. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to mom shame her or anything, but I'm just saying like she can't really come back and say anything to that if, if that makes sense. <laughs> so to continue on that feud, I haven't gotten a response from Bronwyn yet. I haven't seen anything yet. If you guys find anything, let me know. But um, I personally don't follow Bronwyn just because she drives me crazy. Um, I do follow Kelly, however, just because she's very entertaining on social media. And I did catch on her Instagram story the other night that she was walking past. Um, and I did talk about this on the Orange County Reaction if you did watch that. So I'm going to be a little bit redundant. But um, for those of you who missed that, I will tell you right now. Um, I caught an Instagram story of Kelly walking past Bronwyn's house. Um, and her, her car was in the driveway, her van. And it had Florida license plates on it. And she was kind of just shading her saying, um, oh, um, you know, does, do you not pay your taxes? Is that not why you have California plates or you don't have California plates yet? Because Rick had to switch his over right away. And so, um, which they are pretty strict about that. I'm surprised that no one has um, caught her on that. But I don't really know what the rule is per se. I'm just saying they are strict on having California license plates if you're in California. Um, even like with cars now, you can't even like leave a dealership without... Uh, a DMV temporary thing on it. So anyways, Kelly was getting a lot of shit basically on social media because people were saying like, you know, why would you leak her license plate like that? And why would you do all that? And so um, Kelly did an Instagram story to talk about it a little bit. Um, but I do have a comment that she shared on someone's post or whatever. I guess she had commented or it was a caption or something. And she said, um, what's more dangerous or what's more dangerous, me showing a dark house and a license plate linked to a Florida address where she doesn't live, or her calling me a racist and homophobic in a nationally televised interview. She's already shown her home on TV and advertised the neighborhood where she lives. I revealed nothing except her out of the, her out of state plates that, and her and more of her phony life. Um, I do have to say, if people are freaking out about um, her revealing her address, you, it's really hard to look up a plate and find an address. And even if you did, you would get a Florida address and not her, 
her um, Newport address. But she did, Kel, uh, Kel, <laughs> Kelly also mentioned in the Instagram story that um, they live on uh, in the ports, port streets, I guess, in Newport Beach, wherever that is. And she said, um, it's really not that hard to find if you are in Newport and you're driving there, Bronwyn's house is like, it sticks out like a sore, th- a sore thumb, like you'd know exactly which house it is just because it looks so different from all the ones on the block. So I don't know, guys. I mean, we know that Kelly's crazy, but Bronwyn is also kind of a hypocrite. So I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like indifferent about this whole fight. But um, all I have to say is keep it coming because we love the drama. Am I right? <laughs> All right, and we finally get to add a new franchise to After Hour Tea. Dun-da-da-da, it's Salt Lake City. (laughs) So um, I found a couple interviews for you guys so we can talk about some upcoming feuds and dramas that are going to be happening. We can um, hopefully get a little bit more into um, these women's lives as we go on. Um, So if you haven't watched the episode yet, I highly suggest you watch it because... These women are great together, and I feel like this is going to be a excellent franchise. Anyways, moving on, we will start with um, Meredith Marks. So she dished on her marital issues that will be featured on the show. Um, here is what she said on, um, uh, this is a Yahoo News interview. So here's what she said. I think that what is already somewhat clear from the trailers is my husband, Seth Stock, and I are dealing with relationships with being empty nesters we have a bit of a volatile relation we have had a bit of a volatile relationship for many years when you're empty nesters it's sort of a do or die situation you have to finally say okay we can't keep playing this game anymore and separating and reconciling for our children we've got to figure out now what's really going to happen what do we want do we want to be together for just ourselves now is it just about the kids in which case what's the point of staying together um I didn't, so I purposefully didn't watch many trailers for Salt Lake City, so I didn't see um, a lot of what's coming up, but I do have to say that um, if I'm going to be honest, um, you know, uh, these type of shows, they bring about, once you're put in the limelight, um, you tend to see um, relationships getting tested, and that means friendships, um, you know, husband-wife, like, those relationships get those relationships get tested very much so on television because everybody is watching you and everybody's seeing exactly what you're doing in your home and um, you start getting judged. And so um, she's definitely going to have issues going forward just because people are going to judge her and judge her actions, her husband's actions, and it's going to be tough. Um, But all I can say is we're hoping for the best with her and her husband. All right, so I do have another interview with Meredith Marks. Um, I believe this one is on a podcast, maybe, or maybe it's in just an article, magazine article, whatever. Um, it's called Digital Spy. Um, and so Meredith was talking about um, her fellow castmates. <laughs> uh, she says at least one of the Salt Lake City Housewives is a liar, and she shares where she stands with her co-stars now. Uh, so here's what she said. Uh, there was a lot that... There was a lot that definitely went on behind my back. Minimally, there is at least one liar in the group, but I think there's probably more than one. Things just don't add up, and I'm not really sure who's responsible for what. So I will be watching along with everybody else trying to find that out. Um, And then here is where she opened up on where she stands with her fellow castmates now. She says, I'm still close with Lisa, no question about that. With everybody, I still talk to everybody. There's nobody I'm not speaking to, but I'm taking a step back to try to figure out who's responsible for what. 
I don't want to give too much away, but there's a lot of, you know, bad mouthing and it gets back to me. I don't really know who's telling the truth and who's lying because things don't add up. I know somebody's lying and I have to figure that out. Right now, I'm just taking a step back and I'm waiting to see about my other relationships. Um, however, I definitely don't think Lisa's responsible. She's still my closest friend. That much I do know. Oh my God, doesn't this get you guys so excited about what's going to happen? <laughs> the fact that she says she doesn't know who's a liar in the group and she's going to watch the show to figure out like the rest of us. Guys, this show is going to be so good. I'm so excited. Um, okay, if I'm being honest, um, I don't I don't even know if I could predict like who the liar is just from like the first episode. But um I would say, like, Mary is kind of sketchy, but I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what she's even talking about, like, what drama she's talking about. I know there's going to be lots that's going to happen, so I guess we kind of just have to roll with the punches and talk about it as it goes, but I don't know. As far as predictions, I don't really know. All right, and I know this is going to come up um, with some of you, and you guys are going to want to know my thoughts, so let's talk about the... Um, I, I found an um, interview with Jen Shaw uh, where she teases on what we should expect from the first season. Um, and then she's also dishing on her feud with Mary. So um, that, that's what I know you guys were probably going to be wondering about. So this was with Daily Mail TV. Um, and uh, here's what she said. We're going to bring something that viewers have never seen. The religion here, the dominant religion, which is Mormonism, is very ingrained into the actual culture. Um, everybody needs to look their best and be their best. Um, so, uh, so uh, basically, so while Mormonism is the predominant religion in Salt Lake City, um, the cast will offer up more diverse backgrounds, uh, with Islamic, Jewish, and Pentecostal religions represented. So we're kind of, we're kind of going to learn all those, which is really interesting because, uh, you know, if you're a fan like me, we're just not used to seeing religion play into the culture as much. Um, okay. So continuing on. Um, Jen also said, it's going to show the threat of religion, how it has influenced all of our lives in whichever way, and the direction we've all taken living here in Salt Lake City. Um, and then here's the dish on her feud with Mary. Um, so before the show began, Jen said that Mary had approached her in an attempt to explain the unconventional relationship. Um, and this is what Jen said. She's like, well, I married my grandfather, but it was because my grand grandmother put it in her will. Um, when she told me that, I honestly was kind of like, okay, whatever. I didn't know if it was like a religious thing, you know? And so at that point I thought, well, okay, if you're cool, then I'm cool with you. Um, however, Mary's controversial marriage does become a topic of conversation during this season. Um, and Jen says, why are we not talking about this? This is weird. Um, she added that her fellow housewives seem to gloss over Mary's love life. Um, and Jen said, why don't we address it? If the ladies are kind of like, no, 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 Mary, no, she's so great. She has a lot of Chanel bags. Okay, and she married her grandfather. Like, you just skipped right on over that. Um, <laughs> so um, I guess this season, Jen and Mary's friendship is going to hit a rough patch. But Jen insists that their beef has nothing to do with Mary's husband. Um, without getting into the specifics, Jen hinted that there will be issues that arise between the two, which she found both offensive and disrespectful. Oh my God, there's so much tea so far. Guys, there is so much drama going on. Sorry, I had to itch my nose. Um, there is so much drama going on on Twitter um, and Instagram and everything with these women already. I guess Jen Shaw had put, put a thing on Twitter. She tweeted this the other day and said, Mary shouldn't talk about other people's family while she is laying in her grandmother's bed with her husband. Tea. Oh my God. How... <laughs> 
Um, guys, I'm so excited. I can't say it enough. Um, I hope you guys are watching. Um, I'm going to share my opinion on this once we know a little bit more and once you've seen a little bit more. But other than that, all I can say is I'm super, super, super excited to see these women's journeys and um, how all the drama plays out. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope, I've said this many times, but I hope you guys are watching Salt Lake City. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, Let me know if there's anything extra you guys want to talk about. I know you guys are so kind and send me all the tea you can find and all the DMs uh, that I get from all the uh, avid Housewives listeners. Um, I really appreciate it. And I will see you on Sunday. Yes, or Monday for Potomac. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.